content warning. This podcast contains coarse language and cheeky themes. So if you've got kids in the car, colleagues in the office, or a nonna in the kitchen, chuck some headphones in. Who the bloody hell are we? Conversations about immigration and culture in Australia with your hosts, Mel and Sonia. Hello, listeners. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. My name is Sonia Dioria and joining me, oh, you'll never guess, oh. is my co-host, Melissa Viola. Wow, wow, wow. You're hey. back again. She's back. You're I still with me. I haven't, haven't run away just yet. Thank you. How are you doing, honey? Um, Post Comedy Fest, how'd you survive? It was Gigging great. Around. Did lots of gigs. Mm. Now, Mel, uh, we have a wonderful guest today. I have to ask you a very important question. I'm here for it. Um, have you eaten? <laughs> Because if not, you're going to be in a very uncomfortable position this whole podcast. You're going to be salivating. It is obviously something that we're always stressed about, the the pre-podcast eat. You know what I actually did? I was very aware of what the subject matter was going to be tonight and I ate congee before I came. I was very proud of myself. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, That's very good because we're going to be talking a lot about food this Mm -hmm. episode uh, with our wonderful guest, Brendan Wan, comedian and producer. Hello. 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 Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, You have produced such great live shows as Ethnic City, a show for a comedy show. Yeah, variety show. Variety uh, for uh, performers of colour in Melbourne. That's right. And you have also produced the series online and on ABC. Uh, yeah, online mainly, yeah. Online mainly? Yeah. <laughs> not ABC, not, not, not on ABC yet, yeah. It will be? Soon. Uh, no. Uh, who knows? It's called Gourmet Lazy, Gourmet Lazy and we've just started a petition to get it on the <laughs> yeah, ABC. Yeah, exactly. Please get it on. I've <laughs> yes. been trying to get it on iView. It's, it's currently on YouTube? <laughs> it's on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. Okay, And great. it's produced... I mean, where else do people watch shit these days? Yeah, Who's right. It's, it's yeah, it's it's it was weird because like on the when it's posted, it says ABC TV and iView. Mm, so right. you think it's on iView, mm, yes, but it's not. And so there's so many comments on the video saying like, oh, "I can't find this on iView," mm. and then everyone's like, "This is the show. Yeah, <laughs> this needs to be on iView." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go and add to those comments. Please mm. get this on iView. <laughs> Um, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me. Um, yeah, I, I did not say this before, but like, thank you for this podcast because I use this as ref re- research for my show. So it's a bit of a, it's a bit of like a mm-hmm. circle here. Some of our past guests have uh, hosted yes, an episode. They've of hosted Gourmet an episode. Lazy. Mm. I well, I don't know if we met ever properly before, no. but I bumped into you at the comedy festival <laughs> closing night party and I yes. said hi and I don't know who kicked it off, but I think you're like a uh, great podcast yes. and I said great gourmet lazy. Yes. It's very excellent. Oh. Wow, mid boogie. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, this story couldn't get any nicer. That was our meeting. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, do you want to do it? Because I would love, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, which I is love- the last thing you expect on a boogie. It was like, oh, all right, I'll go on your podcast. <laughs> sure. Oh, I had you in mind because I'm like, oh, that's the perfect person. And then you always like, you. I always think, oh, do people want to do, mm. do people want to do it? Yes. But, uh, <laughs> answer's yes. Yeah, it's I'm good here. to have a fan on the podcast. <laughs> I'm here, yeah, yeah. A fan right here. Uh, I have, yeah. Thanks for joining us. No. So um, tell us a bit more about Gourmet Lazy and mm. getting that up. Um, yeah, look, I it's so weird because like I couldn't believe like one, I can't believe it's it happened. Yeah. Mm. Um because the the one of the major reasons I got it um was because it was five questions long. 
was the it was the funding application. Wow. So I'm lazy. It just it's you know like <laughs> like it, I shouldn't have got it really. Like it, out of all the odds, you know, the form is like the biggest thing you should like is yeah. your biggest hurdle yeah. mm-hmm. um, to get funding. And so um, the fact that it was like oh five or six questions, I'm like oh, all right, all right, I can do this. Yeah. Well, I think that proves and it shows like what a great idea it was. Yes. So what was the idea? The idea is about. Um, the foods you love made by parents when they were lazy. Yeah. Mm, so yeah. simple premise about that. And um, I like, I love cooking shows. I like, like mm. I love them. Yeah. Uh, Master Chef, Chef's Table, like yeah. Ugly Delicious, all of them. All yeah. of them. And YouTube is like a huge, huge stuff down there. Yeah. And I felt that every show had like a too much of an emphasis on like the glamour of food. Yeah. Oh. And so like the glamour is great, but you don't have that all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, and I grew up in restaurants and stuff. So my parents are like chefs. Um, so I grew up in the back of the kitchen oh. all the time. So yep. I know what's it like to be in a kitchen in a restaurant and I don't see any glamour at all. Yeah. Like, you know, I just, I, when you think of like, um, like kitchens and stuff, I know it's just like a stainless steel backdrop with the smell of fried oil yeah so that's that's like that's my memory of it and so i know what a kitchen smells like um and and what it, yeah what it is so that world doesn't never glamorous mm. but the foods that i always loved was the lazy ones that my mom would make on a sunday because she just couldn't be bothered making anything yeah, totally. which was the um uh the bowl of rice with fried spam and a fried egg and some soy sauce yeah. And that was like my gourmet lazy meal. Yeah. And I was like, everyone's got a version of that. Surely. Yeah, totally. So yeah, like, what's, do, you, do you have a version of that? Simple and delicious. I've been thinking about it because I watched all of your episodes. Oh, thank you. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and it got me really hungry. And then it also like, it's a good little, oh, I could do that. You know, like yeah. it's good yes. inspiration. Um, and I was thinking about the thing that I always think of like as a delicacy, but mm. it's actually like. Do it easy. Mm. Um, and it's like my mum would make brodo with pasta putata, which is basically like broth. Okay. Um, and then you make kind of like these big pasta dumplings. So you just use flour and eggs oh. and cheese and you mix it through with a little bit of the broth and then you just like dump it in the broth. And oh, it's like yeah. fluffy and delicious and it's really good Ooh. and it always makes people go like, oh, comfort food, but it seriously can take you like 10 mm. minutes to make. Ooh, okay. But it's like so good and big chunks of carrots as well. Are you going to give me the recipe for that? Oh, we are. Yum, yum. That's my one. I was yeah. very happy with um, that. Yeah, I think for me growing up it was either pasta piselle or pasta fagiola, which is pasta and peas mm. or yep. pasta and beans. Okay. And yep. it's just, it comes from like Italian, uh, po- like poor peasant cooking, yep. cucina povera they call it. And it's just so simple, cheap because mm-hmm. you mm. need a tin of beans or peas and yep. like, but um, it's just kind of like the way you do it, you know, sauteing the onions and adding yeah. the peas and like the pa- fresh pasta and yeah, mm. simple. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Easy, no. lazy, delicious. Yeah. <laughs> we, you should have eaten. We've done yeah. this enough times. Yeah, I shouldn't have eaten yeah. so much. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pasta with pasta with peas. Oh, that's that's childhood. That's really yeah. good. And it's like mom sneaking in some extra. Cream. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. peas. I never yeah. had um, pasta with peas. I think like, I think I saw it once when I was living in London, and I was like, this is a British. What this British concoction? <laughs> but now that you told me about that, yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh, it's big. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, really that's, that's you gotta thing. try it. I've seen on your Instagram. Now your Instagram highlights. 
quite incredible all the food you made during lockdown. During lockdown, yes. Including yes. a lot of handmade pasta. I had a lot of time, guys. Right? <laughs> I had a lot but of time. It's one where you made like a hundred tortellini. Yeah, I had a hundred tortellinis. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was. I was like my Sunday projects. Wow. Are, I Have made. you ever done it before? No, I figured it out. Yeah, <laughs> you figured uh, it out. It was like because it's like quite similar to dumplings, so mm, it's kind of yeah, almost like wonderful. oh, I could do this. Um, yeah. That would like my my great achievement was the laksa. That was like I was so happy with making laksa from scratch. I was yeah. like, I'm making my ancestors proud. Well, you you made so much from scratch. You, I remember in lockdown, my sister and I did a, let's do a world, uh, foods of the world oh, cool, week. Cool. And so, yeah, one night we made Mexican food, one night we made uh, Chinese food, one night we made Italian food, a bit of a cheat there. And then <laughs> I think by night four we got um, delivery from uh, Lane, Kentucky, this beautiful chalet. <laughs> it lasted about three nights and we're like, we can also just order food yeah. from different That's what I, that's what I also do that too, yeah. But no, come on, your highlight reel of the foods you made in London. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just going to like list some Please. of them. This oh, isn't no. even okay, like, go on. <laughs> I mean, come on, you made several different breakfast tacos. Yeah. Yeah, you made ratatouille, <gasps> pasta, <gasps> aglio olio. Yeah. Now that's another. Yep. Comfort, easy, very uh, greasy, lazy very gourmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Uh, kimchi pancakes, musaman curry, a French dish with salmon that I can't pronounce. <laughs> oh, you... salmon curry. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, okay. A lot, okay. Rice yeah, I'm gonna hold... rolls, shakshuka, laksa, yeah. uh, chicken adobo, no, Nigerian jollof rice. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, you know, many of the meals were shared with your housemates. Yeah. I guess I. I really want to ask, are you looking for any new housemates? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, uh, but... Um, as yeah, soon I'll, as someone moves as soon out... As I'll let you all know. I'll let anyone know. You don't... I reckon if you were going to advertise a room, don't post any pictures of the house, <laughs> just, the just your <laughs> recipe. I'm a great housemate. Here's why. This <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I mean, thank you. Um, but all of those, a lot of them, eight out of ten of them were pretty easy to make. As in, like, they're, yeah. like... When talking about um, comfort food or, or peasant food, it's like mm. that. It's like mm. it's cheap, easy, and just like, but it's different, and that's yeah. um, that's what I got into. Yeah. But like, yeah. yeah, the stuff like laksa, which was just the whole day process, yeah. and or um, like uh, like making the pasta from scratch was like, oh, this is. This is a all day labor. All day sweat. I'm impressed because I was never allowed to go past my job in the tortellini machine. That oh was yeah. Like, oh god! Like every Easter or Christmas, we yep. would make tortellini, and we'd all line up, and everyone would have a job. Yeah. I never got past. Um, I had the the glass, and I was making the circles of pasta. Right. You know, like yeah, and then you pulled right, them right. out a little bit, and I was allowed <laughs> to put the meat in there, but I wasn't allowed no, to that's... do the twist. Oh, I never okay. graduated to the twist, <laughs> and then family. I became a vegetarian, and now I'm not allowed oh, to do anything. Do you do you guys do tomato day? Is that something yes. in your family? Yeah. I wish I was a part oh, of this. <laughs> I, I have to invite you. Next I would year. love to come. I've yeah, always yeah. wanted. Like I always hassle my friend, my Italian friends, for like oh. a jar of sauce oh, <laughs> every really? time. A yeah, jar. like um, there's a one of the, the editor of the show, Mari Hanna, is yeah. um Italian background, and like one day, uh, I think for several months, I just kept asking him, like, can I have a jar of your Jeez. tomato sauce? And yeah. then one day, while I was quite drunk, I yelled at him, was like, you promised me <laughs> tomato sauce from your nonna. You promised me. And then, like, it shocked him so much that the next time I saw, he saw me, he got me a bottle. And I was yes. like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Wonderful. <laughs> and yeah, it was yeah. pretty good. Just so. some drunken yelling It's all it takes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got to come to the day. I've, I swear I've got to make a list of people to bring down. My parents are from Gippsland. I'm high on that. Like, <laughs> the day. It's not, it's not in our family tradition to make it, right. unfortunately. But mm. I'm jumping on the bandwagon yeah. too. No. Do you have a substitute for that? Or is it just a totally thing? Or? Yeah, I feel like that's pretty – that's 
See, it's a it's a north and south divide. Oh, your family's yeah, yeah. from the north, so yeah. they're more posh. Yeah, and they don't make their <laughs> own. You're more cream based <laughs> pastas. That's what that is. <laughs> oh, not at all. We're definitely the odd couple when it comes to the Italian lifestyle. But um, no, we. I feel like yeah, making pasta like that, but it's. Takes time, like you said, and yep. you know what? Counter space. It's, <laughs> oh yeah, it's a very simple complaint. Oh, but yeah. if you don't have the counter it takes space, time. it takes counter space. Yeah. It takes flour, and um, also a pasta roller to make things easier. Because yes. if you have like the rolling pin, that takes a lot of time yeah. and effort, and your arm gets really sore. Yes, as yes. I learned. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the. Yeah, a lot of this stuff is like really physical yeah. cooking. And it takes time and that's why during lockdown, like I was cooking a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, not on your level, but <laughs> it, it's kind of like I love to cook all the time, but it really is time consuming, yeah, yeah. you know? I love cooking. I, I like I yeah. like having dinner parties like my favorite yeah. gathering. I feel like that would be my ideal situation if we were to like have a social gathering. It would mm. just be at like... A, a dinner table and then my ideal thing would be having my friends there and then everyone brings one guest. Nice. And then like, you know, like that old school kind of yeah. like yep. you see in sitcoms and stuff. Yep. I would love to have that, but never happened because it spacing, whatever, but that would be a cool situation. You should have. try and do that. Like once a month, have a, like a changing and ever changing guest list, Ooh, yeah. even a potluck. So you don't even have to worry about yeah. cooking for everybody. I used to have, um, uh, my parents, uh, had a cafe and I used to live on top of the cafe mm. and I would, host those potlucks. Cute. So I'd have a potluck and because we have a, like a cafe kitchen, so mm-hmm. I had all the equipment, like industrial kitchens. So the cleaning up was just like three minutes done because That's it's an industrial kiss, um, dishwasher. And it was the best, but no, I don't, they don't have that restaurant or cafe anymore. Aww. So it's like, damn it. <laughs> so, so obviously you grew up around cooking yeah. and now you've, you've started doing comedy and you even merged the two. Yeah. Right? Somehow it's, it's, yeah. You, it's a weird thing that happened with that one. Yeah. You did a show where you cooked on stage. I did. Yeah. yeah I yeah. did a fringe show. It was more of like a dramedy kind of like one act kind of play. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole story was basically my dad's journey to Australia, like, yeah, how we came here um and like the premise is like oh yeah i'm we're not deciding whether or not to stay and go and yeah. the whole time throughout the whole um show i was making dumplings and like just doing stuff while doing a monologue of an hour-long monologue or whatever i um, love that yeah and did the audience get to eat the dumplings no at the end? health and <laughs> safety reason that uh, is the cruelest show <laughs> I've ever heard. Health and safety reasons could not le- could not feed people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you have to specify that beforehand? Mm, like I you did were not, not say getting that. the dumplings. <laughs> no, I didn't tell anyone about dumplings. Beforehand. Yeah, they didn't know. Uh, so they oh, walked okay. in right, right. to like this this yeah. person just making dumplings yeah. and not feeding them. Um, yeah. Do you reckon your show like sold a lot of dumplings? Because like, like people just ventured <laughs> yeah. out. Into My friends went the to have dumplings. So many people went to yeah. The yeah. D- d- dumpling economy just like spiked yeah. after that. Yeah, after that. September 2019 <laughs> is just this boom. There's anomaly. Why is there so many dumplings happening? Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> um, so the monologue that you did was it specifically just about your dad? It, like, so I played my dad, but not really my dad because oh, wow. it's like a comment. It's like it's a um, thing where I kind of played myself, but also played my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like um, it was it's more storytelling kind mm-hmm. of thing, um, just about this person's journey from home country to Australia and deciding whether or not this is actually a good decision or not. It's kind of like. Yeah, does a stale does of, go. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, immigrant stories are that staying mm. or going. Yeah. And when did he come here? I'm in early 80s and mainly for my mum because my mum, uh-huh. yeah, I know, a little bit of love story. Yes. Um, so my mum, uh, so my background's a bit complicated. Mm-hmm. So my 
my grandparents are Chinese, mm-hmm. um, but my dad was born in Indonesia, so he's like Indonesian mm-hmm. Chinese. Mm-hmm. My mum is born in East Timor, so she's East Timorese Chinese. Yep. And so I'm here, so it's kind of like <laughs> I am Chinese, but I'm not, but yep. I'm also East Timorese and I'm also Indonesian, so it's like this weird mix. Complex identity. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So it's like, fur, is that food culture? No, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know the term for it. Um, but yeah, so um, so my, my mum uh, left Timor because of the, the Timor invasion um, mm-hmm. by Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And so she got refugee status in Australia and they and the family went to Singapore and my dad was on holiday in Singapore and that's where they met and then wow. he came over all the way here wow. for her. So it was like, a, yeah, it's a bit of a... Like, that's, that's, that's huge. That's huge, yeah. That's the only details of, the, of that story I know yeah. because every time I try and get more details about my, my mum and dad's history... It like ends up becoming some sort of life lessons about why I should study engineering or something. <laughs> so it, like it's really it's like just trying to get any information so hard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like why it's like and you know this is why you need to study this course. Oh my God. Like, uh, because of the sacrifices that we made, <laughs> yeah, yeah, is it? Yeah. And because of our it's a guilt trip. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. a guilt trip. So this is what we back. went through. Yeah. Mm. And this is this is why you yeah. needed to. Are do you this. studying engineering? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I said the arts, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> so how old were they when they met in Singapore? Uh, I think my dad was in his 20, late 20s, nice. 30s maybe. I don't know the timeline. <laughs> yeah. Again, details, very sketchy. Cool. <laughs> and so they moved here and got into, to, I was going to say kitchens. Kitchens. <laughs> <laughs> Kitchen making. Uh, restaurants. No, no, my mum, um, they worked, my mum worked in Toyota factory for a bit uh, or she worked in different manufacturing kind of jobs and then... One of my uncles uh, got like a job at a Chinese restaurant in Gisborne, and then so this this chef taught my uncle how to cook Chinese food, and then my uncle cook, taught everyone else in the on my mum's side of the family how to cook, and including my, my dad. Awesome. And so then like we have this thing where like running joke in our family where we have an unofficial franchise Chinese restaurant franchise because yeah. we the Gisborne place is there, and then my. Another uncle set up a business in like Mornington and another because um, uncle set up a business in Seymour and then my dad had one in like in Melbourne. So it's like, and, but it's the exact same menu. That's awesome. Yeah. Exact same recipe. Yeah. Um, and different, I think probably same price. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So, so like, that's how we kind of, my, my dad, mom got into the whole business game, um, restaurant game. And do yeah. they have a restaurant now? No, they retired now. So they retired mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Um, they went from Chinese restaurant to coffee shop, then back to Chinese restaurant to cafe. Wow. Yeah. And then the cafe was like their last thing because it was, it was easier. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. And did you enjoy being around that environment? I didn't mind it. I mean, the food's obviously great. So <laughs> that was a big bonus. Uh, I could eat anything I wanted. I always like one of the benefits of having a restaurant as while you're growing up because in school summers I have to go to the restaurant mm. and there's nothing to do, right? And yeah. But it's also quite hot during the summer. So I'll just hang out in like their massive freezer. Oh, the cool room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll just hang out there and be like, this is so cool. <laughs> you got air con. You have no air con at home. So yeah, that was, that was one, like one of like some memories of, uh, of my restaurant life. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. Do you think that you would have been so into food without growing up in those restaurants? Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, you always would have found you. It's hard to know. It's hard to know. Yeah, because like, yeah. did it pick me or did I pick it? <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Um, because I didn't like. I don't consider myself a big foodie. <laughs> 
to be like that's yeah I know I know this is <laughs> everyone tells me like oh you're a massive food friend yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. but I don't think like I'm that I'm like, I'm like oh I'm all right because mm. like comparatively to my other friends like they're another level to yeah. me and I'm just like oh I'm just who which friends give me oh, a yeah, list yeah, please yeah. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> where did they I live? got my food groups we, we have a um, right. a food group um, which is then that makes you a foodie dude you yeah. just said <laughs> I have a food no, group. yeah but like you know I'm like I'm like lower tier That's you know right, compared right, to right. them like and how did you get connected with them uh, no it's some like it's a collection of like high school friends and other friends oh, my like my good friend Pete was a former chef essentially amazing uh, and he's the one that's like oh you should go and master chef because he can make up <gasps> crazy stuff just on like improv yeah, moments yeah, you know same. like oh, I'm going to use garam masala with you know milk I don't know let's go and <laughs> figure this out and it ends up pretty good wow. Um, wow. and then another yeah so just like they, they know flavors and stuff I'm just Ooh. like oh I just love food <laughs> You love food and you probably check out a lot of recipes and use them to make stuff rather than making up your own. Yeah, that's definitely yeah, it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I'd be like, I'm always curious about like, oh, things I've never eaten before or mm. um, yeah, things you can't get in Australia and I'll, like, I'll figure out how to make it. I think yeah. that's good. I think that curiosity makes you a foodie. I, yeah, I think, true. you know what it is? It's like some people just eat, some people cook to like get it done. Yeah, right. And then. Yes. Then I, And look, I think it's really funny because during lockdown, I too was spending a lot of time cooking because I was just like bored out of my fucking mm. brain. And I was like, cool, well, if I make these like really intense roast potatoes that take two hours <laughs> and I'm like boiling them in stock and I'm adding all this stuff and I'm like yeah. constantly working on them, well, it goes two hours. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was yeah. just like, yeah. I'll just fucking kill time by like making the most incredible food. Yep. Whereas Absolutely. other people just watch Netflix. So I think that mm. makes you a foodie. Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, it's, it's the concept. Was it? No. Um, I'm the idea rather than the, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to say something really profound, but then it didn't end up working. So just cut that out. <laughs> Um, I want to ask you about one recipe I saw on your uh, her Instagram. Okay. <laughs> on. on one of your Instagram stories, it was a, a garlic noodles, which you oh, say yeah. it's, it originates from San Francisco. It's a yeah. Vietnamese Italian fusion. Oh yes, yes. How I just did you come recently. across that dish? I uh, YouTube. Um, yeah, I love. Right. Okay, so one of my favorite subgenres of food yeah. is how things get translated in a nation. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, in um, Australia, a dim sim is basically the Australian version of a dumpling, right? right. Yeah. And like uh, a parma is, you know, from Parmigiana, but it's, it's, it's just like yeah. translation of yeah. it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like, I love how every nation or every country in the world has a version of that. Yeah. And so in, I, I just came across it in, on literally on YouTube, mm. Kenzie Alt Lopez, just shout out to him. <laughs> if he ever listens, <laughs> he's a really big, he's a really big chef. Um, Sorry, what's his name? <clears throat> Kenji Alt Lopez. Right. Yeah. Um, so he made like these garlic noodles and um, yeah, it was like something about some Vietnamese restaurant in San Fran uh, combined like some Italian ingredients, which is the cheese and pasta, the pasta yeah. and garlic, I guess. Garlic. But um, yeah, and with the, the Vietnamese like fish sauce and oyster sauce. Yeah. So like, yeah, I had it like on literally yeah Saturday and it was a flavor bomb. I was like, wow. whoa, what is this? Yeah. So it was great. Yeah. I love, I love anything to do with like interpreting different persons, uh, different cultures, foods into like their nations. Fun fusions. Yeah, fun fusions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a place in, uh, maybe we should go as a group. This could be fun. There's a place in Maribyrnong that sells dumpling pizzas. I've what? always wanted to try them. Yeah. Dumpling pizzas? They basically like line a tray with dumplings and I don't know what they top them with and then they put a dough on top. So it's kind of like a flipped, I don't know, that they call them dumpling pizzas. Yeah. Whoa. And you get them with like pork, I guess, and 
Yeah. I'm trying to pick. I can't even picture this one. I have no idea. It's just something it that people talk blunt. about. Yeah. Yes, dumplings already got the but you, you dough. Pull, yeah. And there's more dough. You pull it apart yeah. more than eating it like by a slice. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did, I, I remember when I was travelling, uh, doing a few gigs around regional Vic mm. um, and we went to oh, this small town, I can't remember what it was called, but there was a fusion restaurant and look, I, look, I wasn't in a hurry to try it, but it was like Indian Italian restaurant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like Indian food and Italian food. And it was just kind of like, it was a perfect kind of like small town sort yeah. of thing of like let's put them in the same yeah. <laughs> restaurant that's interesting there's a place a place in um clifton hill that does uh, indian and hungarian oh um, wow yeah yeah it's, that's, it's, that's a weird mix isn't it yeah, yeah. i've been there yeah but it's not like a fusion thing it's just like they have two different menus oh, right. in the same place <laughs> and that's wild i mean yeah. that's pretty good if someone's like i feel like indian mm, yeah. i feel like hungarian exactly let's go to this one place where yeah. we can both be catered for i'm excited for have that. you could... have you had much hungarian food uh, not that much. I it's think, not really yeah. something that is uh, a goulage. Know, <laughs> goulage yeah, is the main yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know any I've Hungarian been, around restaurants. I've been to Budapest. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really the only place but, uh, I've had yeah, it. Right? I don't. Think I had like a, a. It was really nice. It was like a spinach soup. Oh yeah. It was good, yeah. but it was just that I was unfamiliar with the texture, oh. and I'm like, I need to something that you get used to. Yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. But um, they also had like uh, they like like cheese, like baked cheeses yep. with like fruits and like blueberries and that kind of stuff on top. Who doesn't like cheese? That is so good. <laughs> oh, so good. It was really funny though. My friend and I went to this restaurant in Hungary and uh, we were looking at the schnapps menu because nice. we're like, oh, yeah. yeah, we should try, <laughs> try one. And we asked for one and we had it and we're like, Oh, that's good, but it's like pretty <laughs> strong. And then the waiter was like, "Oh, how was the schnapps?" We're like, "Nice, but oof, yeah. very, very strong." He's like, "What? That one's for children." <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow! So really that's probably need- something else you need to <laughs> yeah. get used to. <laughs> I need to that. grow up with. Strong drinkers in Hungary. Right? Mm. I thought it was in like we were full on because we give children wine in Italy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's awesome that Gourmet Lazy has obviously taken off and you're getting to produce all this. What's the coolest thing that you've learned through this process? Um, The major thing was how much things take time. Like I didn't know about, for example, makeup. I didn't know that took like Mm. an hour. (laughs) I I just figured it was like a 10, 15 minute thing. But no, like per person, it's like an hour, half an hour per person i was like oh okay that's that's interesting yeah and just like little things like because my background is not in film so like again another reason why i shouldn't have got this in the first place (laughs) there's a lot of odds like that i was stacking against me so like i um like my background in film was just like oh help me out in friends and doing silly sketches and stuff Mm -hmm. like so like very minimal stuff nothing like you know an advertising shooting or something like that but um yeah so i kind of when you're doing the thing like things like uh, cameras would run out of battery. So, you know, you got to stop, pause the shoot, mm. got to change a battery. And that's like three or four minutes probably. And, mm-hmm. and, you, and just, it's just always like constant stopping, stopping and going. I knew that, but I didn't know the in-between time. Yeah. It film, to film like a few minutes of something takes a lot of time. Mm. And I guess, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. People always like if you go onto a set, bring a book. You know, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of totally. sitting yeah, around waiting. Yeah, yeah. And um, but this and this is just like a short sort of. Um, how how long are the episodes? Uh, they're five six minutes. Yeah. Six minutes each. But like yeah, each um, episode was about four hours of shooting. Yeah. yeah. And what's right. the magic of shooting something? Like, because I have no idea. Mm. How would you shoot something? That's like in the like the process of cooking. Like yeah. if you're stopping and starting, do you have to like put things aside and have things that like? Uh, so we shot it twice. Yeah. So we did the first. The first round was pretty much um, just them cooking. Cool. So anything to do with like that's where you see like the interior, like the more close up shots yeah. and the more luscious of like the food and stuff. And the second one was more like talking while they're like you know relaxed cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and like a lot of it's um, the way I planned it was because I. They're, the performers are with their mums. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they would never, they don't know what they're doing on camera and, yeah. which, is, and which is understandable. So I had to, I had to go in pl- planning being like, okay, well, let's just get them as comfortable as possible. Um, you know, just, so just do the more, more mundane things, get them kind of easing mm. the, to the motions of it. And then like when I talk to them, at least it'll be somewhat, um, you know, just a bit more natural. And relaxed. Yeah. I thought it was really funny that Dane Simpson's mom was like so she was so her energy, oh, she yeah. was she was there. Oh, so what am I trying to say? She was so funny yeah, was and was cracking jokes. And yeah. I was just like, Oh, this she's born for the camera, she's <laughs> yeah, yeah. killing it. it was Check great. out that episode. His dad's like that too. I don't know if you've seen I've him seen him a bit of it. On, they they yeah. sing karaoke together oh. and like very yeah, very lively performative oh, family. Yeah, mm. that, that, like that's the funny thing about the um the show. All the parents pretty much warmed up towards the end. Like, nice. yeah. and the the measure of success for me was that they were all like, um, no matter where they were in the cooking process, the the mum would just take the spoon off and just be like, okay, <laughs> here, let me do this, let me do that. And I was like, well, we got it. That's oh, that's that's them them being that's comfortable. So the dynamic yeah. is yeah. coming. Through. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's it. That's yeah. what that's their level of comfort, you know. <laughs> totally, because my mum's always like, there's that thing of like, you know, mums want help in the kitchen, but yes. also. They want to do it their way. Oh my god! You yeah, know, yeah. Oh, that just give me flashbacks. Because you're not going to do it as <laughs> yeah. good as them. Yeah, I always I'm like, oh, I can help out, and she'd be like, all right, cool, and then I'll just cut the veggies, and it's like, it's not this way, this way. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> just like, oh yeah, it's frustrating cooking my mum in the kitchen. Mm. Um, yeah, because mum knows best, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So do you cook together or? Uh, like very rarely. Yeah. Um, usually I come home and and just like all the meals there, so I'm just like, all right, I'll just eat. So you go to your parents. House often for dinner. Not on. Oh, no, not as much no, as they I'm not would a good like son. No. <laughs> not a good son for that. Um, I usually take them out to eat though, so oh, that's they're quite nice. yeah, they're yeah, quite happy yeah. with going. They're yeah. just as curious about food as I am. So, um, but it has to be Asian food only. Mm. Yeah. So they're not curious about and they, they, they're like proper food racist when it comes to that. They, they will not. They're like, wow. oh, pasta. What's this? Uh, what's come on? This is noodles. Let's have noodles better. <laughs> it's lucky there's so many um, brilliant Asian restaurants yeah. in Melbourne. Yeah. But, you know, growing up, our family was like that too. I mean, be, coming from the country, there was, I think, one Chinese restaurant mm, in yeah. town, one Indian restaurant. So you're not really exposed to yeah. it. And we were just always eating at home. So I compared, like, the kinds of foods from different cultures and places around the world mm. that I've had in my life. Yeah. Versus my parents, <laughs> like it's they they've had very limited exposure yeah, you're right, to you're different right. cuisines. Yeah, true. Eh? Yeah, we're yeah. in an age where like things are there's there's more of it now. There's more variety mm. of it now. Yeah. So definitely have more options to like. Oh, hold yeah. on, what, what's this? And my mum's like pretty good. Like she's tried stuff. Like she's made sushi and that kind of stuff before. And it's like um, 
it's good, but it's like, well, <laughs> not very tight, mum. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a little bit savage. Like, like her, her when it, have you <laughs> ever made sushi? Her Italian food is like faultless. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> sushi's falling apart. Stick with Italian, mum. Stick with Italian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. yeah, my mum's like, I'm like that with my mum too. When she, I'm like, just stick to the Chinese. Don't, don't make anything else. <laughs> like she makes pasta. She makes bolognese and... Um, I'm just like, oh, you don't have to season it with soy sauce. It's fine. <laughs> don't, like, I get it. You want saltiness, but don't. don't. Um, the <laughs> other day, it's so hard because my boyfriend, it's like, good. I'm really happy for him to make dinner. It's fine. But I'm a perfectionist. And to be honest with you, most of the time I'd prefer to cook, right? Yeah. And he made bolognese the other day and it was yummy, but there was something <laughs> about it that I was like unsure about. It had kind of like a gravy taste to it. And uh, that's not how Nonna made it, you know? And <laughs> then I, he was like, I put a secret ingredient in there. And I was no. like, Logie, like, yeah, I know, but I can't figure out what it is. <laughs> Worcestershire sauce. Is that how you pronounce it? Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire, yeah. And yes. I was like, oh, nice. Like, I can't, <laughs> you've made me dinner. Thank you. I appreciate it. But like. Yeah. Like, I, I, no. Sacrilegious. <laughs> Yeah. I really was like, I did not know how to be like, cool, that's a fun experiment, never do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like um, in during the show, like, so um, Annie Louie um, mm. it was one of the guests and um, when we were plating up to make the, there's a section of the show, you haven't seen it, the beautiful <laughs> shots with the, it's, we call it the food porn section where it's like slow motion, the, mm. the classical music. And um, one of the, uh, we put a bowl of rice and we're trying to figure out like the placement of the chopsticks and where it goes just to make it look beautiful and stuff. And my DP, Matt Wood, was like, I want you to just stick the um, uh, the chopsticks into the rice. And me and Annie were like, no! <laughs> because, like, in Chinese culture, by sticking the chopsticks in the rice, it means um, it's, it signals, signals death. It's like a oh, one of those um, wow. those cultural rules. that. And, yep, yep. But we were just, like, laughing because we were, like, we were so serious about that. And it's like, you can't do that <laughs> to the rice! <laughs> it's like, oh, my Such God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's was, it was like, oh, my God, our, par- our parents really drilled that, drilled that into That's us. hilarious. <laughs> So it's like a sign of disrespect or it's just like bad luck? No, it's, yeah, it's not bad luck, I think, just because it's like you put sticks on rice when there's a there's a, a, a funeral or a death or something. It's, oh, that's right. It's meant to, um, it's meant to signify the jo- um, the burning sticks. Oh, okay. And, yeah, so it's something dumb like that, but still. No, <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah, absolutely. Do not do that if you're in an Asian restaurant. Yeah, Please. don't stick your chopsticks into your You've rice. you learned something today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you kept saying like, I don't know how I got this and all that kind of thing. But, you know, people have responded to to it really well. So yeah. hopefully you can see it's a great idea. The execution was beautiful. Thank you. And, yeah. you know, for <laughs> us it's pretty obvious mm, you. why you got it. <laughs> Congrats on that. Thank you. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about um, the Ethnic City shows. Yeah, sure. And how you started those. Yeah, I um, pretty much started in uh, 28, 2018. 2019. <laughs> I forgot the dates. Um, basically, like as a, um, I went to when I went to America a couple years ago uh, for my thirtieth yeah. yeah. as a gift to myself, and um, there was a show called Asian AF, which is basically just a variety show of yeah. Asian performers doing um, improv, and then they have like uh, sketch um, and stand up acts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool idea. And then I also went to the Apollo Theater cool. in New York. Uh, which is where, like, you wow, know, wow, wow. yeah, like James Brown, and you know, like it's like an institution Incredible. in African American mm, yeah. kind of um, circles, yeah. and uh, and I went to that, um, I went to see a, a Amateur Night. And Amateur Night is where, like, um, acts from around the country go there and perform and they can win some money. Cool. Yeah. But the audience has the say in that they can be quite savage because if you're crap, 
they will boo the hell out of yeah. you. Whoa. It's quite savage. It's it's it was the best experience ever though. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all everyone got into it. Everyone was like, "Oh, get off stage!" <laughs> and I it was heard like, it's like yeah, really yeah intense. It's, it was intense. And I was and but the thing what um, struck me was that all the audiences like a majority of it was black and mm-hmm. like there was like, it, it was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. Like being in this room with this energy and like everyone seeing like their own in, on stage and responding to it um, and saying what's good and bad. And, and it was kind of like really inspiring. And I was thinking about like Melbourne and seeing what is the equivalent and there was no real equivalent. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, Oh, maybe I should do it. And then, then when you figure out you have to do it, you're like, Oh man, I have to do it. <laughs> I have to actually do it. <laughs> and so, yeah, pretty much uh, I did um, – uh, the first shows were at um, Improv Conspiracy um, in my place. And, um, yeah, we, we we did four shows and it was a, like – it was a variety show. And, like, um, that's the key to it. Like, it's every – I've seen other shows but the um, – with, like, different – um, you know, different ethnicities and stuff like that. But it's always stand-up. Mm-hmm. And my show, Ethnic City, I purely wanted it to be, like, showcasing in different – yeah. Like not just diversity of people, but also diversity in comedy. Because okay. like the people in Melbourne, Australia, maybe um, people is you know just think comedy equals stand up, yeah. which is not yeah. the case. There is so much different like comedies uh, circles. Like there's the improv scene, there's the stand up mm. scene, there's the sketch scene, which is quite you know intermingled. Then you got like the cabaret scene, and then mm. you got the drag scene, and I'm like, and then there's a burlesque scene somewhere, <laughs> and I, there's like all these different scenes, and they're not really talking to each other no. or, or anything like that. And so you can really find your audience in these kind of in these little like um, sub section sub communities and stuff. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't know anyone in cabaret, for example, like who that would be a pretty cool thing to see you know like someone yeah. doing a cabaret act in and then so it was pretty much spawned by that like just cool. to see different types of acts by different types of um yeah people on stage that uh, you won't normally see and also on top of that sorry this is the other thing um it's the audience like the audience is also what i wanted to change as well because mm, yep. a lot like a lot of these shows you get a lot of go to stand-up shows or any um art shows majority white audience mm-hmm. what i wanted to change was like i wanted to see a, just a diverse audience of um, different race and stuff, all there together, mm. um, and yeah, like the every show I've, I've, so far has had that, and it's kind of like jokes land differently when when there's an audience that maybe like say there's some Asian people in the audience, and I'm performing some you know some jokes that you know an Asian person gets, and it like it's I think it's funny, <laughs> but, but um yeah. but like you know some other like if you're not from that ethnicity, you like might not get it, mm. but you might be like oh I think this is funny, yeah. but. My Brahmin is not, yeah, yeah, deeper relatability. Yeah. That's great. I mean, you're opening up your audience because as you say, there is a stand-up audience. There's a cabaret audience who wouldn't necessarily go to stand-up, vice versa, improv, sketch. Um, But when you put all those together, you're going to get, yeah, more people coming. And also people want to see themselves reflected uh, in performance, mm, for sure. Um, it is, yeah, as you said, white audiences at stand-up shows. I'm always at stand-up <laughs> shows, and um, uh, it's not reflective of the uh, community yeah. in Melbourne. Mm. Yeah. So there's a few of those shows around. I know uh, Joe White said he had huge success with the Best of Africa. Mm, yeah, and yeah, it it, it makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> and I think. Uh, comedy stand up, I guess it's newer in Australia than in the States. So yeah. you've seen it there and mm. it's like, okay, now we're kind of catching up to mm. what they were doing. Yeah. 
a while back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then on top of that, you've got all the other comedy stylings, which are like another couple of you know years back compared to stand up, right? Yeah. That's so like yeah, because people don't understand like oh yeah, the comedy is there's other stuff in comedy. Because mm. um, I grew yeah. up, I came up through the whole improv kind of thing, and then. I'm in. I mean, I'm involved in like stand up, but mm. I'm like, am I stand up? Am I improv? I don't know. I'm just, I'm a funny guy. So, yeah, yeah. You've performed in both. Um, <clears throat> yeah, both realms. Forms, yeah, yeah, realms. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly, and 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 like, um, it's always yeah, because I I'm I've done a lot of open mic nights, and so it's always you're not like 100 percent sure of like. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure this, is, this joke's funny, right? I'm, I'm yeah. funny, right? Maybe it's not the right <laughs> audience. And then you do it to like another audience and then, you know, if say the people that would get that kind of stuff and you're like, oh, it does. Okay, good. Mm, yeah. <laughs> good that would be so vindicating. Yeah. Yeah, to feel like you're pitching something at the wrong crew and then getting the right crowd and feeling it. Um, How often do these nights occur? How often are you making Um, Then not often at all. But um, they can, I mean, it's basically comes down to the venue and stuff like mm-hmm. how, where can I do it? Mm, um, sure. There's one coming up though. So if, yes. Yeah, yes. I'll plug away if I can. Um, it's on Wednesday, June 16th this year. Yes. <laughs> 7th. Seven to nine o'clock. So it's a it's at Trades Hall. Um, Heck yeah. So yeah, that one I'm excited for, and that's right. part of common right. common rooms. Where yeah, can people find rooms. info about that? Uh, in the next coming weeks, so I don't know when this comes out, but you, online, yeah. just just Google online. it. Google. And it's the Fringe Common Rooms. Yes, Fringe and, Common Rooms, yeah. and it's called Ethnic City. Ethnic City, yeah, yeah. great. Exactly. So, we'll be there. Yeah. And where can they find? Where can they watch Gourmet Lazy? They can watch it on ABC, Instagram, and their Facebook and their YouTube channel. Um, yeah. Not on Ivy. Not yes. on Ivy though. Not on Ivy <laughs> yet. yet. Unless you tell them. Let's get right. that. Listeners, <laughs> hashtag iView. Yes. Hashtag lazy. comment. Comment lazy, lazy on iView. We've got to think of a peppier <laughs> hashtag for that. Yeah. Yeah. Rock Please do check that out. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been awesome. It has been awesome. It's been awesome. It's been delicious. Yeah, we're going to rush home and <laughs> cook. Yeah. Cook 100 tortellini. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, listeners, for uh, tuning in. If you are into the show, you can support us on Patreon for a few dollars a month. You get bonus episode, you get a newsletter, and you get a shout out on the show. So it's going to make you feel super special. Good karma, baby. Exactly. Thank you and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Who the Bloody Hell Are We? If you like what you're hearing, subscribe, rate, and review us on your podcast app of choice. Audio production and original music is by Andre Christodoulou. Search for us on Facebook for more information about our guests, fun content, and to keep the conversation going. Hold up. 